It is the most wonderful time of the year. You're no. talking about Easter? No. Oh. No, that's that's a little too depressing. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he comes back. That's cool. But uh-huh. no. And not Christmas, Jim. I know, you know, you're you're partial to Christmas. Right. Wait, who comes back? Byron Brown? <laughs> that's when he's born. Oh. That's when he's, well. <laughs> the USS Sullivan's, that's when he's born. <laughs> okay. No. It's 420, baby. 4 motherfucking 20. The good vibes abound. We got pizza on order. We got pizza on order. We've got the snacks. We've got the good stuff and the best stuff of all. We got AJ. We got AJ back in the square. AJ, what's up, man? What's up, guys? It's great to be back with you. Um, happy 420. Happy 420. Happy 420. Our official 420 correspondent, AJ. Yes. I'm, uh, dude, uh, you should have seen the smile on my face, listener, when I saw AJ walk in. Just all of a sudden, you know, it was a long weekend. It's a ray of sunshine. It really is, man. We're recording on a Sunday, and uh, normally Sundays are fucking depressing as shit. Just because it's Sunday. Mm-hmm. But not this one. This was this is a special Sunday. So, AJ, man, we're doing it. So, listen, we had you on last year. Now all of our listeners are educated. They know Indica, Indica Couch, Sativa, you know they're they're educated <laughs> consumers now. So we've we've got a we've got an advanced audience. We're we're in two hundred one this year, AJ. Two hundred one. Okay. We're we're in we're in uh you know yeah. we're we're in marijuana two hundred one now because the listeners are they're all you know they know they know their stuff. Um, we should have got you a like a. a suit coat with like patches on the elbow so you could be our professor <laughs> i would yeah. totally wear one of those too like a tweed jacket yeah, yeah. A, a bubble pipe <laughs> a bubble yeah. pipe now we're talking. oh dude now we're talking uh-huh. well so speaking of uh bubble pipes <laughs> all right so talk to us the state of uh marijuana in 2022 we are let's start with the big one decriminalization it has. It, we know it's it's legal in New York State, of course, but it's been federally decriminalized. That speaks to a lot of things. What does that actually mean? Um, I'd say what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that you can get on a plane with a bag of marijuana and fly to a different state. Um, it definitely doesn't mean that. Um, what it does mean is, let's say you came across some authorities while having marijuana, right? There's nothing they can do to you. And this is this is state federal. authorities, right? Oh, is that right. federal? No, it's fe- it's federal, right? Federal. Okay. It, uh, it, I, I can't remember. It's a federal decrim. I know that it passed the House. I'm not sure where it was in the Senate last I, I checked. Okay. But I know I, I know it passed the House pretty easily. It even picked up some Republican votes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's there's a couple of different ways to interpret that. Right. Okay. Um, and I think the most logical way to look at this is it's less of I can walk down the street smoking a marijuana joint and more of I'm not going to get prosecuted for doing something like that. So then it less becomes about the law and more becomes about the individual that you're dealing with or the locality or that police department. Like what I would say is, you know, if you're in, in the boonies, it would not be smart of you to walk around smoking a marijuana joint. If it's not legal in your state, for mm-hmm. example, even though it's federally decriminalized. Well, decriminalized in the state, not in the, not yeah, the, I just not checked it. I just right checked now. my sources. It, it did. Jim, you're right. Passed with a slim margin in the house. It is yet to go uh, past the Senate yet. Um, but it is, it is decriminalized in New York state. Right. 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 So that, we, for us, that means you can definitely walk down the street and smoke a marijuana joint. Um, there's nothing stopping you. Don't drive your car smoking a marijuana joint, but you can walk yeah. down the street. And unless you're Jim, you know, don't go to a school 
Right. <laughs> Marijuana. Right, that's what, what we buy what, our what, that's, well, I, what else am I yeah. going to do with my McMurray stepchildren? <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so you're not you're not getting picked up by the cops if as long as you're just you know participating in normal non-driving activities that are you know you could be in a park right like you could be not not in like the fucking playground of the park but I you could be in the park if you're at Chestnut Ridge or something. So I think for for my generation, a lot of the older generation, what's going to lift the stigma um, is that. I, I can not be fearful about doing it in the privacy of my own home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can do it on my property. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to be afraid of something that I've been hiding for my entire life that now all of a sudden everybody says is okay, right? Um, but then there's the people that have been fearful of it that never did it their entire lives, right? Now, what, what are they like? They're just like, wow, like I feel kind of like a square right now. What do I do? Right. Stop yeah, I think the big thing, like what you said, AJ, in, in New York is going to be, I don't think people are going to be like smoking up at Shakespeare in the Park at Delaware Park. But what I think <laughs> Maybe is... Maybe you're not. Yeah, right. yeah, some people are. But, sure. uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I think the big thing is, you know, if you're sitting in your backyard and now you decide you want to partake, in the past you'd be like, I hope nobody smells this or whatever and calls the cops and then I got to deal with that fucking hassle. And now you're like, go ahead, boomer, call the cops. Like, what are they like? What? They're going to show up and they'll be like, where'd you get this shit? Because we want some. One of us at the square may have started growing some in their backyard and may have picked some off the plant and started smoking it in their backyard. I won't say who. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, look, like you're right. Like the stigma has been lifted. People have been. I mean, how the fuck else do you get through the pandemic? For the most part, you know, um, re- retaining any shred of your sanity. So I think that there have been a lot of newbies to the game. And you know, again, last year we talked a lot about the 101, but now we're here in 2022, where there's plenty of people who. They, they, they'll have an edible before they go to bed. You know, maybe they were somebody f- five years ago that would never even touch the stuff. And now, okay, yeah, I feel comfortable with an edible or maybe I'll take a hit of a joint. Um, but now we're looking at, AJ, we're looking at consumers. Where you're, you're becoming, you know, it's less of a, eh, I'll grab a, an edible or I'll try one here or there and more of this might be part of my lifestyle now. Mm-hmm. So help, help us here because we in New York state are still in the holding pattern with good reason why the dispensaries haven't yet opened. Uh, we talked on the show, you know, the, uh, the, the state assembly here, crystal people, Stokes, uh, pushing for, you know, ultimately, uh, black, uh, black business owners to, to really spearhead that, especially ones, those who've been convicted of marijuana charges. So they want to make sure they're, their house is in order, and the people who suffered from marijuana criminalization in the past are the ones who are going to receive the boon. But, you know, we haven't gotten the dispensaries yet, slowly but surely. Where are we buying our weed in 2022? Literally almost everywhere. Um, everybody knows somebody. Anybody that doesn't know anybody can take a drive right out to the reservation. Find a reservation near you. If there's not one near you, Drive to one that's not near you. We had pop-up sticker shops for a while, right? That is exactly what they're doing at the reservation. Right, right. For those of you not familiar with the sticker game, um, you pick out the product that you want, and your sticker that you are going to legally purchase will cost you that amount. Um, they have everything. They have greens. They have tincture. 
They have, uh, God, every edible known to man. I mean, these Wonka bars here, which I've tried and I've been talking about, and they're fantastic. Um, they have dab out there. You can buy vape pens. There's no limit to the product you can buy there. But then people are going to ask the next question, well, how much of it is legitimate? I've tried almost everything at the reservation. Most everybody in western New York is buying most of their weed from the reservation um, and their products there. So if it were bunk or bad, you'd have a, very, a lot of very pissed off people. The source from which I've been constantly sourcing my product from actually supplies the reservation. He's not the only one. They're, because they're not able to meet the demand since legalization, they're sourcing it from a lot of different places. Um, and the idea there is the more that they can get in, the more variety they have. That market is booming. There's no ceiling for them because of the um, technicality or non-legality under which they operate. Yeah, it seems like like New York like really is going to hit it out of the park. But like between legalized weed and online sports gambling, every city upstate is going to get a football stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But so now we got to talk about how they're going to take the next step there. So, uh, but before we get there, let's go back to where you're getting your stuff. Head shops sell it. Literally any head shop will have marijuana or marijuana related products. It might not be on the shelf. Ask them. They, they're more than happy to show you what's behind, behind the counter. Um, everybody has it. And again, you can get everything, uh, key pieces of advice here uh, when you are going to buy this stuff. Obviously, when it comes to greens, you're really not going to run into much of a problem because, again, um, they're not selling bunk product because bunk product will get back to them. And technically, it's not legal for them to sell. So nobody wants to sell bunk product there. When it comes to the vapes, everybody has an opinion. There was a really bad story that we talked about last time on the show that kind of ruined vapes, whether it was nicotine, marijuana, or otherwise. Um, and there was a lot of disinformation around there. So really that's going to come down to you as to what you want to try. Uh, my suggestion there would be is if it doesn't come from a state where it's legalized and they're actually selling the product recreationally, do not take that pen. So if it's not coming from Canada, if it's not coming from Massachusetts, if it's not coming from Colorado, if it's not coming from California, um, now look at the, the packaging on the product. Go Google it. I had this. I, I had this happen to a, a friend of the square who purchased a uh, vape cartridge, and you know had been purchasing them for a, a while, and then did a Google search because the box didn't look legit, and it turns out it was fake. Yep. It it said from California. It said uh, oh, I can't remember the the brand. It was one of the the big brands that everybody knows. It's recognizable. Riceroni, Rice the San Francisco <laughs> treat. Yep. Um, but no, it was a brand. It was like a recognizable brand, but it turns out that the the packaging was off, and so it wasn't the actual packaging of. I think it was maybe Girl Scout cookie, mm. and and it said like you know this brand from whatever, and uh, yeah, this friend of the pod was was immediately threw it out because it's like I don't want to fucking put that shit in my lungs anymore. You don't know but, what it is. I would have sold it to a kid at Canisius. <laughs> <laughs> well, down to the packaging, right? So again, Google your packaging. Make sure it's legitimate. Um, a lot of them have websites on them. There'll be a QR code. There's a lot of different things. You have these uh, edible packaging. I was showing you guys some of them before that have like a tear-off portion at the, at the top. You'll see a lot of these packaging out there. If you can open the bag without tearing off that top part, that's not legitimate packaging. Uh, all these different packaging that you're seeing, I've seen in a bodega in New York City nine months ago, they were selling bulk, empty, so that you could put whatever product you want and say it's that. Again, remember, um, 
We're not legal here yet. Who's actually driving all the way to California, buying 50 pounds of OG Girl Scout cookies in the beautiful packaging and driving it all the way back here? And how is it still fresh? Well, also, like, because we talked about, like, crossing all those states where it's not legal, mm-hmm. yeah. like, and and even where it is legal, like, in the, like, if you're driving through California or Colorado and, like, you have a distributor license so you can have more than the amount that an individual is allowed to have on, okay. But then when you get back to New York State, because it's still not legal yet here to distribute, you're still beholden to the individual limit that you can have on as a person. You can't have a distributor amount, so you're still taking a chance by having 50 pounds of Girl Scout on you because you're only allowed to have, like, three ounces. Correct. If you're not going to one of these northeast states that are legal and purchasing bulk amounts, that's not where your weed's coming from. It's coming from Canada. Or it's being grown and, and you know, harvested locally. Um, that's another thing that occurs. I Just a, a few weeks ago, I had happened upon somebody that is a, a, a very good acquaintance of mine that happens to have been harvesting for eight years. Is part of a network of what they call master growers. I've seen the product. I've seen the grow operation. It's disgusting. Um, these are people that need funding um, immediately. But a lot of these people aren't going to see the light of day because of the way they've gone about the way they've started their stuff up. But not to detract from where we were, but where you can get your stuff and how legitimate it is. Um, check for your stuff. Make sure it is. Uh, there's places you can go that aren't even local. Online boutiques are a huge thing right now. We talked a little bit about them before I got here. What I will say is do your research there too. So if you're following, you know, a social media presence, whether me, for example, I've been following some folks on Twitter, right? I kept an eye on what they were doing. I saw what people were saying about the product they were getting. I saw how often that was happening. I checked to see if there were any complaints and whether or not those complaints remained on their pages. You know, how quick are you to clean your shit up? Um, I've gotten lucky a couple of times. I've, I've come across some people that have given me ideas to do stuff on my own, but let's pause here and, Give me some questions. No, uh, well, no, and first off, man, um, I I love talking about I love talking about this stuff because it. I'm excited for the day when you can go into a physical location and just you know having having been in places like that in Canada or in Colorado and Denver uh, to have that if you've never had that experience where you have staff who work there and who can tell you and are knowledgeable and formed and, and have that passion to say like, this will have this kind of effect or this will have that kind of effect. It, it, it makes you, it, it's a level of comfort as a consumer that is reassuring. And I think that there are still yet people who, you know, like I said, maybe we'll take an edible here or there. Maybe they'll take a hit of a joint, but once they have that infrastructure in place and there's a, not a chain of command, but I mean something where you could trace back. Like if you get a bad product, you can go back to the store and say, Hey, you know this, I had an issue with that, a level of accountability. I, I think that the floodgates will open for a lot of people who may be on the cusp of becoming regular, regular consumers of it. Um, but to your point, I mean, there are so many resources out there now and so many like businesses that are operating that it's, it's fascinating, right? Because, again, still sort of in that legal gray zone, and yet they're not, you know, nobody's ever going to bust the 
online boutique or whatever selling <laughs> like you're and you're not going to get busted for buying from the online boutique it's just not a thing um we've got folks in in different states that are shipping here you know um i don't want to call out names or businesses or even particular states but in a lot of cases where they're selling from it is legal if the state that you're buying from it's legal to have but not buy in your state See where I'm going there? Mm. That's kind of like that legal gray area. If I bought something from somebody in Massachusetts online, now I can't buy anything in New York State. If I went to Massachusetts, I could buy it. So why can't I just connect that dot right there? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's my my new business idea. And if AJ, if you want to go in, is uh, it's it's called Not a Cop Distributors. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the T-shirts. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we also talked, AJ, last year, too, um, there was the pop-up uh, shops. There was the pop-up infused uh, dinner, in fact. I, I, I didn't get a chance to experience this. You told me it was fucking awesome, right? It was fantastic. Um, I'm disappointed that they never resurfaced. Yes. And I've not seen another business do the same thing. Um, and it's not just a Western New York thing. Um, it's definitely a New York State thing. What I have found out is around the time it happened here, which was around this time last year, they did the same thing in New York City. Um, and I have a feeling the pandemic crushed a lot of what was going on there. But then this crazy thing happened right by New York City. And that's in New Jersey. And in New Jersey, this place opened up that just started selling infused pizzas. Wow. wow. And you order a pizza from this place and you have to a, go. A real there. New York slice. Yeah, New Jersey slice. A real New York, New Jersey slice. Right. That is correct. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you get Infused Gabagool. Gabagool. Exactly. <laughs> they don't deliver. You got to go pick it up. Oh, sure. When you get there, the rest of the menu is available to you. The rest of the menu includes dabs, marijuana, moon rocks, edibles, vape pens, you name it. Um, so. I think that's another reason why places in New York City were never going to last. Plus, you also got to remember, like, the streets are still hot, right? All those services that we've only seen in movies that actually exist, and I've seen them, are thriving right now. Um, and even more so because they don't have to watch their backs for cops, right? It's not legal for them to sell, but a cop can't bust you for walking down the street, even if there's four, no, three ounces in your bag. So right. we're just talking about our, our plain old dealers, like yep. the guy, right. you, you know, your guy that your brother's cousin knew or something well, was a dealer. And right. And, and, and in New York, you have a lot of DAs saying that they're not going to prosecute. Like we've had in John Flynn here in Erie County, Alvin Bragg in Manhattan right. say like, look, it's just not worth it. So like it also, that also says to the cops, well, like even if I want to like harass somebody and write them up, if the DA is not going to follow through with it, why would I waste my fucking time? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now people are going to come up to the next and well, well, how comfortable do I feel about street product? Well, dude, it's legal. Everybody's selling it, right? There's a lot of competition. Okay, so why would I put bad product if I wanted a customer to pay me money? Okay, bigger than that is let's go to the conversation that we had last time we were here about fentanyl and fentanyl-laced products. We don't live in an inner city. There's now, if you were in certain parts of downtown Buffalo and you were buying from a very shady person, then yes, I'd be concerned about that, right? But again, like this day and age, it's 2022. We're legal. Everybody knows somebody or knows somebody that knows somebody, right? That's your connection. Um, 
am, am I saying just go buy some street off the weed and try it out? <laughs> I'm saying use your common sense. Right. I, I would guess, like, if you're going to get taken advantage of, it's going to be in, like, tourist places. Absolutely. Like, if you're in Times Square or, like, I don't know, Niagara Falls, like, I don't know if I'd be buying my stuff at Goat Island. <laughs> I would definitely not be buying that's, anything from Goda. That's where I was going to go after this. <laughs> right, yeah. That, that snakes connect. Right. Oh. Right, I, I, there's now a, what am I going to do? There, there's this really cool satyr I know on Goat Island. I feel funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I mean, like, and, and I envision, and again, we're not quite there yet, but I envision there's going to be the dispensaries, there's going to be the boutique shops, you know, and, and, and everything in between, much like... I don't know. Think about beer, right? Yeah. Like craft, the craft beer market. There's a craft weed market. Six years ago, I thought the craft brewery beer market was was saturated in Buffalo, and they keep opening up and they keep doing well. Mm-hmm. And weed's going to be the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just never going to end. Right, right. I mean, I I think that there's going to be you know you'll go to you get the big distributor stuff. They'll they'll be. You know the national brands or whatever, just like the big stuff that you can get, and that, then that's why Costco's coming to Buffalo. That's why Costco's coming to Buffalo. <laughs> Hold on, that smells great here. No, oh, here, why don't you grind oh, that? Up? Oh, that okay. does smell great. Did you, did you just? Oh, okay. All right, little, little break. A little break here. Go Pause button. Cursey. Yeah. No. The. That, I mean, that, the, that was all right, AJ. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. It, it was. It was very good, uh, listeners. Um, if whatever it was, it that it was. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable talking about. You know, I'm not. I'm not quite there. It's yet. It's legal. You can. It is legal. No one's coming to get you. No, Joe Brandon's not knocking down my door. He might be, but not for that. Kathy Hochul's not. Again, might be, but not for that. Yeah. Uh, no, Kathy Hochul's She's going to come around with her hat in hand and say, "I need." I need money for a stadium and a new lieutenant governor. I, I, yeah, but, I think Kathy Hochul's got bigger fish to fry. She would give you a bag of weed with like her Kathy Hochul stickers. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, yeah it's, if you donate you know, to Kathy Hochul. You know, I'm not going to vote for her, but if she was handing things out like that, right. I'd consider it. <laughs> um, but it's, you probably like uh, people like trying it. Now, my father, Big Jim, I've, I'm, I'm sure he definitely partake uh, partook in marijuana when he was younger mm-hmm. um that's the old stuff though that's that's the old stuff that was literal way, grass right and uh but like i'm pretty sure my mother didn't at all now they just came back from vacation like two weeks ago and they brought back uh edibles with them from where from north carolina that where my aunt uh, grows her own stuff and makes her own edibles oh it's strong I'm sure it's very strong. My mother is going to get super fucked yeah, up. Yeah, this Catatonic. is going to be so exciting. You should be there. Uh, no, yeah, no. It's like a bag of Doritos for your mom. I, no, it's, I, when my uh, my sister and brother-in-law are coming to visit in a couple of months, and I totally want them to, like, like get some edibles and, like, I don't know, like, I don't want horseshoes is too much, but, like, croquet is just enough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like where you're going with this. Wow. Um, but also, yeah, well, speaking of home cooking, so... There is the home cooking market. Um, again, I know you talked about like the boutique stuff, but we were talking before we started recording, AJ, that, hey, you might have heard you can make things with weed butter. You don't know how to make your own weed butter. Well, any oil, any fat or like fat oil, right? Mm-hmm. But now you can buy it. Right. Right. So um, with a lot of uh, even the boutiques or a lot of the places you can purchase your product, you can get extracts. You can buy butter's already pre-made. 
Um, on the last show, I talked a lot about tinctures and making your own tinctures at home. Not everybody has the desire to be that little, to use that level of alchemy in their home, right? Like people are daunted by it. Uh, on the plus side, what I can say, it's a lot easier than you think. I was, I was using an Instapot to decarb my marijuana. But right? you've, you've leveled up since then. I, so now I've, I've got the Levo. Right. Um, I'm a big fan of the Levo. It's gotten a very bad rap since it came out. Really? Why um, is that? For a few reasons. One is it's, uh, what is a Levo? Let's start there. So. It's essentially what I was doing with a uh, with an Instapot. It's an infuser. Exactly. It's an infuser, okay. You're infusing uh, whatever that fat is, whether it's butter, whether it's oil, with your THC. Now, what people were looking to do with that when it first came out and why it was so popular was, I'm going to mass produce this and just start selling this stuff. It's not what it's for. The label is for home use. It's for individual use no, you, or you, a single It's product. very hard to scale that up for exactly. commercial distribution. Um, it's going to take very small amounts of product. Plus, you've got to clean the machine each time for proper use. Um, like any machine, like any appliance that you own in your house. So the bad rap is is exactly that. It's all just BS. Now, for people that do want to do things on a larger scale, just get the magical butter machine. You can do and, and get, I think it's uh, two ounces into that machine. Um, and that's that's a lot of butter. Now, if you don't want to do any of those things, you can just buy butter. You can just buy tincture. Um, again, either from the outlets that are available to you or go to the reservation, or if you want to drive <laughs> to Massachusetts or one of the States where it is legal, you can buy all of these. They actually sell cooking oils, go to their websites, mm-hmm. see what's on there. Um, you can do a lot of different things with this. Um, I mean, there are examples of it all over this table. Uh, there's a chocolate bar here, you know, you've got gummies, uh, there are cakes, banana bread is huge. Um, cookies candies let's take you know let's take diabetes out of the picture right? <laughs> yeah. um you can do things with fruit you can make sprays um one of the things the spray in front of us here right yeah there's a spray sitting right here in front right of here us, and you can make any kind of spray um it doesn't have to be sugar based um you can make sprays that you can put on popcorn uh that you can put in um in bags of mixed nuts Again, like not everything has to, you know, give you cavities and type two diabetes, <laughs> but it doesn't hurt. Um, so again, like there's a lot of different things you can do. Um, if you don't know how to do them, just pot mom, weed mom. Those are all handles you can mm-hmm. follow on YouTube. There are blogs. You can tons have tons of blogs. You can have a little party, have your friends over, cook some cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the dispensaries in these legal states and countries. Uh, actually have their like their like newsletters so i subscribe to a lot of them because they actually they're they're great their employees will say these are my favorite strains this is what i do with the weed when i get home this is what i make here's the recipe um this is what you can buy and do it or if you can't buy that this is how you make it by yourself at home all this information is out there it's all trial and error don't be daunted Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna fuck up a few times. You're gonna fuck up a lot of times. I, I I'm now I'm just thinking like because of the, the season and you can infuse fats like my 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 weed butter lamb. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, mom was like why is this green <laughs> and, then, and then also like infusing my cooking oil and my weed fish fries with oh, my oh, yeah. okay yeah uh-huh. make I, a killing yeah. At, at not a cop restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and, and this is, and I'm not even being facetious here, but I, I think I even had some, one of the times you had popped over last time, but mm-hmm. uh, infused bacon. Oh, yeah. I was okay. making mm. bacon by yeah. the batch 
and infusing it just using the tinctures. I mean, it's just avocado oil. Mm-hmm. That's it. What I what I really enjoy is the that that we are becoming so refined again as as consumers as connoisseurs of this that it's the difference between you know a wine tasting and 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 chugging a bottle of vodka in terms of potency right because back in the wild wild west days of you know of marijuana consumption it was like you didn't know what you were getting you didn't know how potent it was going to be you had you know there was no real quality control but now as as the consumer market is growing and becoming more mature and understanding how it works i i love the idea where it's like you know you could have a, a glass of scotch to take the edge off mm-hmm. type of deal. It's just like you can have a certain type of edible and a strain to take the edge off. It doesn't have to be a full high where you're out for, you know, eight hours or something. It could be something like, I want to just mellow out for an hour. Right. Yeah. The, the analogy to, to alcohol prohibition is very, like, is very apt because, if, you know, when you were getting bootleg liquor, when prohibition was in effect... You, it was mostly it was garbage. You didn't, you, and you had no idea if it was going to make you blind or not. Mm-hmm. And like it could get you super fucked up or do nothing. <laughs> and, and, and and various stages in between. But like that was if you got lucky, if you got one of the various stages in between. And that's like where we were, uh, you know, especially up, basically up until like the early two thousands when states started looking at legalizing and decriminalizing, and other countries started decriminalizing and legalizing. Uh, up until then, I mean. You know, in the 90s, I mean, I went to high school in the 90s. Like, you had no idea, basically, what you were going to get unless a person was growing it themselves. No. And you don't want to make the mistake of thinking that just because it's all legal now and you can buy it everywhere, that that's that's all gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Quality control is on you. Okay, so, you know, if if 15 people bought from the same place and they didn't have a problem, yeah, you're likely not going to have a problem. But if you really want, you know, clarity of mind, there are testing kits, home testing kits. You can send product places. There are labs here in Western New York. If you're looking to get into business and mass producing something, or you made something and you're just not sure how potent it is, you're a little freaked out. There, there are places where you can have your stuff tested. It will tell you how potent your stuff is. And the next question is, is you know, do the education so that when they come back and say that you know what you made is 300 milligrams, you know what that means. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think, I think, yeah, we've graduated at this point, and by we, I mean. It, yeah, means, it means I'm sitting on the couch for a few hours. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've graduated, I think, to the point where you're not, you know, 20 years old and, and eating a whole brownie and a half because your friend brought it over. And you're like, oh, that doesn't bother me. Like some host of the square might have done. <laughs> um, <laughs> nerds rope. But now it's like, hey, you know what you can handle. You know, I, I think a lot of people, if you told them, hey, what milligram count is this? They generally know what they're dealing with, um, which is which is a positive development to me where you can say, yeah, I know I could handle a five milligram gummy and I'm out versus like, yeah, hand me over that Wonka bar. <laughs> <laughs> if you're old school and you're coming back to it. um, just know that it's it's uh, it's a hundred times more potent. Don't play games. Um, I, I've seen it go badly, uh, mostly with myself. But that panic attacking target was was good for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know sometimes you'll, you'll all's well you'll, that ends well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You'll you'll come across mm-hmm. some things and you're like, oh, you know, I can handle. That. I'll take a couple of hits, and no, that's not. Mm-hmm. Um, just just know what you're getting into, and again, like. 
Everything is more potent. To your point, we're more refined people. We want better things. So what's available to us? Better things, right? Um, so if you are a newbie or, you know, a low-dose individual, um, keep that in mind. Don't succumb to peer pressure would be my biggest advice for people getting back into it or starting to get into it because the worst thing that you can have is a bad experience. You'll never come back to it, right? And to those people that are very experienced that want to get somebody new into it, don't smack them in the face with a thousand milligram yeah. edible, yeah. right? Don't give them the strongest weed you have. If you want them to like it and to continue coming back to it, make it an enjoyable experience for them, right? Cater to their every need. Make sure they got some water. Get them a bag of snacks. Mm -hmm. Make sure they're comfortable. Um, that's the one thing that marijuana has done in my life, and I continue to advocate for its community, right? Um, mm -hmm. And it's not even with people that are just marijuana smokers, right? Um, it's just, it, I don't know what it is. Something about the plant, something about being earthy. It just gives everybody a sense of community. You know, I, I think I mentioned this the last time we had the podcast. Same with this information, right? People want to learn, I'll teach you. Um, pass that information on when you get the chance. So one thing that's not on the board, which may be around the corner in terms of legalization, I know there's a push for it, psychedelics. That is definitely up and coming. Yeah. Um, huge. Which is another thing that I think is community-based, like mm -hmm. you mentioned, right? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. I, uh, but our friend of the pod, Assemblyman Burke, uh, submitted a uh, legislation this year in new york state assembly to uh for, for to legalize psilocybin mm -hmm. for the treatment of mental health disorders yes um that's actually in a lot of states that have adopted that same policy years ago is now becoming a recreational legalism right right and i i think that's basically the 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 idea that new york state has is mm -hmm. if we jump right to recreation especially in a year where we have a governor's race, the Republicans are going to freak out. So if we ease into it, kind of like we did with cannabis, right? Legalize it medicinally, show that, like, it's not going to make, like, the world implode. And then we can move on to, like, recreational. Absolutely. I think um, the medicinal use of such um, hallucinogenic drugs um, is huge. Um, I, I see it with family members. Um, I've just read enough about it to know, and, and it can definitely help. Uh, what I will say is on the recreational side, folks, it's not for everybody. Um, just like weed isn't for everybody, right? It's just there are some people that it's just not for, um, and there is nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean keep making them try it and see if it changes. Yeah, and, you know, it's fascinating um, – Obviously, I'm I'm curious to see where the you know psilocybin is that what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see what the the vanguard of that and how that plays out. Um, and I know there's more developments to come, obviously, in terms of recreational use of of even you know multiple other other drugs out there. And and I think about it like this: that there was a, such a fear that if you legalized and you introduced drugs into society as something that was normalized, that I think that society would kind of collapse around its ears, that people would not be productive, that they wouldn't want to work, that they would just want to, you know, do drugs all day. Um, and certainly there always could be an element of that. But I think what you're seeing more is it helps you get through your life. Mm -hmm. If, you know, you go to work, you do your job, 
And then a lot of people come home and say, okay, I want to just not think about, I want to just have the exit in my mind. And as a result, like, I think you probably become more productive, to be honest. Like, I think having something that you've normalized, something that can make you feel better and, you know, give your, your day and your life a little bit more balance, I I think that it ultimately makes for a better society. More well, yeah, I, 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 the argument that, like, moralists will try to use that if we legalize drugs, uh, people are going to do nothing and ruin their lives. And I'm like, listen, the people who use the most drugs are rich people. Yes. And they get by. Well, like, they do nothing but don't ruin their lives somehow. Well, I mean, they have access to health care. Oh, that's true. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, like <laughs> certainly people are able to succeed or, like, uh-huh. contribute to society and well, be so a like part Valley, of society. They're microdosing all this shit right now, right? right? On top of uppers and stuff like that, which, yeah. Well, and I, I think what we're going to probably see more and more of is the corporate culture evolving, as we look into the future of, you know, business and, and how Americans view business, it's still very much a an alcohol-based. And I, I don't think that's really going to go away, to be honest with you. There's always going to be happy hours. There's always going to be some kind of work parties. But that's... that's I a can't pl- wait for the work party opium dems. <laughs> oh, no. I, no, I th- Jim, not that. That's not what we're talking about here. I, I think that's a product, though, of, of an older generation. And, like, yes, are, are people going to drink to excess? Always. It's going to happen. But I think with this, my gen- the millennial generation, the Gen, gen X, um, you know, even Gen Z, whatever. I, I don't, I hate those generation descriptors. Yeah. But whatever. You know who I'm talking about. The youngsters coming up. I bet you see more of a marijuana culture of, you know, like business, like your workplace (laughs) being more friendly to it, for instance, or being it being more open to, hey, let's all go to the dispensary or go to whatever after work type of deal. Yeah, I I think as you see more Gen Xers take over C-suite jobs, and and they've taken over a lot of them. I mean, your your elder Gen Xers are like fucking 60 at this point, so they're close to retirement, but... um, (laughs) As, they're take, as they take over more C-suite jobs, you're going to see less, like, especially in states where it's been legalized or decriminalized, like any drug testing or requirements. I think, that, I think that's true as millennials, and the elder millennials are in their, are their 40s now, actually take over companies and, and really move into C-suite stuff. It's going to basically disappear, I think. Not only disappear, but I think they're going to lean into it. You know, I, I really feel like you are going to see, again, the corporate culture lean into being one, just like... People have their their commentary about um, corporate friendly LGBTQ uh, initiatives. Totally get it. I know it's a hot button. That's not where I'm going with this. What I'm trying to say is, I wouldn't be surprised if you know an element of cannabis friendliness was integrated into more of the younger and hipper companies. Mm-hmm. And and Florida passes a don't say weed law. Yes, Ab- absolutely. <laughs> um, AJ, man, so. You are fucking the man. We love you here, and it's always such a joy. Tell me what you think about this. Was Kel's idea? Oh yeah. Well, me and Kel, we were kind of mm-hmm. my, my dear sweet wife. So I, we're in the Easter season, and Easter's great. You know, if you're a Christian, he's he's risen. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. If if you're now, not now, we're we're. I don't come from the most religious family. Some people are still practicing Catholics, but we still celebrate Easter regardless, right? We do the Polish Easter thing. Right. Not everyone does that around here. Right. Uh, you're like uh, culturally Christian. 
Uh, right, I, like, I guess so. Right, like, I mean, like the, yeah, right. I, I know people who are like culturally Jewish. Like yeah. they don't like really pay attention sure. to most of the customs. They don't go to the temple. You know, they they don't hold the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, like, well, no, I'm Jewish, and and they'll celebrate. You know, speaking of the season, Passover. Right. Yes. Um, yep. You know, but uh, no, I, I'm I'm culturally Christian. Like, yeah, of course. Like, I celebrated Easter today, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mostly slept because I spent a, I was up all night playing video games. But I mean. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But I mean, like, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, culturally Christian, cu- culturally Catholic, in, in some cases, for the Polish around here. Now, one of the great innovations, however, for uh, for the Christians with Easter, the Easter holiday, is the Easter basket. Yeah, I mean, look, we were talking. Yes, there's Halloween. You get candy on Halloween. What you don't get is the presentation of candy as such so you'll get a oh here's a bag of snickers here's a here's a there's an art to gift basket making for sure you put thought into it right you curate shrink wrap all that you you really what does this person like like what you're giving them a gift of candy not just oh here's uh the bargain half off candy Mm -hmm. fucking rice krispies or whatever uh i don't know it's it's your, here's your nice piece of chocolate. Here's your nice... Mm-hmm. Or, or it, growing up, because my mom is like a super person, superhuman being, so she used to buy like the uh, the flats of chocolate and had all the molds and would melt it down and make us all chocolates for our, our oh, Easter baskets. Holy oh, shit. Oh my and God. like she that's, knew that like... She's a special person. I, my favorite chocolates are like orange chocolate and white chocolate, so that's all I got. And my oh. sister got like dark chocolate and... That's so badass. Barb, Barb, super person. But, you know, whether you're um, culturally Christian or not, there should be a springtime celebration where you get a nice basket of things if you're an adult, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Kids get it. Adults don't get it. So that's what I was saying. I was like, we need that. And Kel had a brilliant idea that we just do that for 420. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bingo. We, we could the, this the story we could tell kids is Seth Rogen comes into your house and hides a basket somewhere for you. <laughs> That's pretty genius. So I would definitely yeah. uh, I see the potential in this. Um, it's more than just a basket full of edibles, right? Uh, to your well, what, point, it's very thoughtful. What are you thinking? Um, so maybe I start with um, Magic the Gathering cards, infused nuts and berries. Oh, okay, okay. Um, to go with that, a cheese board and some bread, maybe some oil to dip that bread in. Right, because what you got to think about is if you give somebody an entire basket full of edibles, they're going to eat that whole fucking basket of edibles. (laughs) They're not going to respond to you for seven to twelve days, (laughs) and then they're not going to be your friend anymore. Yeah, okay. Um, That's a good way to get our our four twenty holiday canceled by the federal government, as nobody goes to work for the next two weeks. Oh yeah. But pairing things, everybody's been high before. What's your favorite snack? What goes well with other snacks? Right now, McDoubles, just a basket full of McDoubles. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) can we do that? And a lemon time McRib sandwich and make it look nice. Yeah. Right. That could work. Yeah. Yeah. But if you pair things right, um, you really could could do quite a bit with that. Um, Sure. I love this idea. Mm -hmm. I'd love to discuss this more. I'd like to make one. Um, This sounds great. I'm already thinking about something cheese based. Again, think about it. You give somebody an edible, right? What snacks do you want them to enjoy with that type of edible? Yes. Right? What are you putting out there? Um, there's a lot of intention. Wait, are you saying you want a cheese-based edible? You could have. Because, I, because I mean, I've been looking, I've been deep in the hole of cheese-making YouTube recently, and what if you infuse, like, milk? 
I mean, it's got made cheese, the milk fats, and then we make right. our own camembert. Right. I've already done um, condensed milk. Well, this is just bananas. All right. All right. No, anyway. it's, it's cheese. No, no, no. Yeah. You could you could make you could make cheese for your friends. You could have a four twenty party. Yeah. Right? You know you could <laughs> talk about infused pizza. Infused pizza. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, like mozzarella this, is the easiest thing you can make. Really, right? right. Sorry, vegans. <laughs> Sorry. Well, and you were talking about the community earlier, and I really do think that. Pizza's here. Yeah, we can hit. The, you want to hit the pause button? Hello. Yeah, man, a four a four twenty. We, we had to take a little. Pe- we had to take a little pizza break. Sorry, folks. Oh, it's all good. It's all good, man. The listeners understand. The listeners are chill. <laughs> they're probably consuming themselves, maybe yeah, eating yeah, pizza yeah. while they're listening to this uh, this podcast yeah, I here. Hope so. Yes, if you're this late in the podcast and you've already started having fun, order your pizza. <laughs> yeah, go to McDonald's. Yeah, McDoubles. DoorDash. Get your McDouble basket. Take your kids. Uh, used Easter basket with the grass in it. Do yourself a favor. Throw some McDoubles and fries in it. Or maybe replace the plastic grass with fries. It's probably more eco-friendly that mm-hmm. way. Since we're talking about Easter and we're just going to wrap up the 420 conversation, there yeah. is something that uh, that is kind of pertinent to the conversation. You know the gross food that we love to eat when we're high? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Easter comes around. There's always that special food that comes around. My new thing has been maple cookies. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Paula's Donuts did a oh. Cadbury's Cream Egg Donut. Wow, okay. It was, now, they're a little extra sometimes. Oh, it was very extra. Yeah. It was a giant, glazed, delicious donut that just had, uh, like, two Cadbury's Cream Eggs baked inside it. It was horribly disgusting. It was delicious. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. every bit of it. I highly recommend it. Did you it. need a, a dose of insulin after? Uh, I know, but I am type 2 now. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, a, no, wow. I'm dumb. <laughs> I, just, I didn't know how to take that. <laughs> Very good straight face, uh-huh. AJ. Well, this is the 420 episode, folks. This is again our, one of our favorite episodes of the year. Honestly, yeah, <sighs> something I look forward to. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, not only. I mean, the consumption part or whatever, but mostly just hanging out with AJ. Yeah, yeah, is always a delight, man. We love to have you. Likewise, gentlemen, always happy to be on. And, Delightful, um, and and we're 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 on pace potentially that by next year when we do the four twenty episodes, there might actually be dispensaries open. There might be. Be. That would be amazing. There might um, be. Probably got, not, but maybe. Slight note on that: uh, medical marijuana cards uh, are still available. Mm. Uh, you don't have to get them; it's recreationally legal. Yes, right. Don't waste the money. And, and what's the variety at these medical places? Anyway, um, it's right? actually gotten better. Oh, okay. Um, they are selling actual bud now, mm. so it's not ground up weed. Um, I will tell you that it is definitely more pricey than something you would buy at a reservation yeah. or yeah. all the other outlets that are available to you. Mm. Um, is it true if you get your medical marijuana card that you cannot get a firearm? I've heard this. Uh, yes. Uh, it's a very big rumor. Um I don't know anyone that's actually tried it, but by the time we have our next show, I will be the one that has tried it. Okay, I, 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 I would, I would. Let's go to Cabela's I would, tomorrow. I would, I would, I would guess like you're driving. All right, all right. You could probably get a shotgun or maybe a rifle. Where where you would get stuck would be your pistol permit. Yeah, kind of. Mm, that's what I'm. That's thinking. exactly yeah. what they are saying. Yeah. 
Interesting. That's what I'm going to try. Because I, I don't think your medical marijuana card shows up on your background check for a rifle, right? Right. No. And that's the only barrier to Right. It, it, it's it's going to be when you go to get your pistol permit from, you know, your your friendly local county clerk, Mickey Kearns. They will, ha- they will have that card on file. I'm right. Sure. Yeah, they'll have that on file. Yeah. And uh, Mickey be like, oh, gee, guy, you oh, know, geez. I really want to give you a pistol, but... <laughs> Well, be be smarter about how you, you uh, purchase your guns. But uh, other than that, no. Thanks for joining us here for the 420 episode. And, of course, we'll be doing it again next week. Thank you.